Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Planned Parenthood continues the culture of death that was initiated by Margaret Sanger. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, Matt, we, we did this press release because we felt it so important to get the truth out there about Margaret Sanger. You know, you see the Girl Scouts now you know, acting like she's a hero and writing about her. And the truth is not totally out there about her. So we need to unpack this a little bit today. Yeah, Margaret Sanger is the one who really pushed this culture of death that became Planned Parenthood and beyond Planned Parenthood to the other radical abortion and population control movement. Despite Planned Parenthood stripping her name from its flagship Manhattan clinic in 2020, citing her harmful connections to the eugenics movement, the abortion giant's agenda today is still indistinguishable from the culture of death that Sanger poured into it as a result of her relationships, her worldview, and her life's work. Since 1916, when Sanger opened the nation's first birth control clinic in New York City, Planned Parenthood has become a multi-billion dollar, quote, nonprofit organization According to 2022 annual reports of Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood has more than $2 billion in assets and generated more than $1.6 billion in revenue worldwide in 2022, including, get this, $670 million from government sources. But listen to this. It's not just abortions. It's not just that Planned Parenthood is the largest abortion provider in America, but they're also now the largest provider of pornographic, comprehensive sexuality education in public schools and the second largest provider of these puberty blockers and hormone treatments in America. So you see the money they're rolling in. When you say nonprofit, I think that's really a joke. Well, George Grant, uh, penned a 1995 biography of Sanger called Killer Angel, said that she had a difficult childhood in upstate New York. Filled with hunger and privation, Sanger's frail mother tried to instill a Catholic faith into young Margaret, where she was baptized and even confirmed in the faith at age 15. However, when her mother died shortly thereafter due to her that privation and uh, situation that she was living in, it was her father's rough treatment and radical socialist and atheistic ideologies that ultimately imprinted on Sanger. As George Grant points out, Sanger began to unconsciously emulate her person or his personality, even though she bitterly hated him. You know, the mother was trying to lead her to the Lord. They, they were raised Catholic, as you said, and, you know, instill in her a faith. But it was the father who laughed at that, who mocked her. And you see what happens when a parent does that to a child. You see how that's carried through her, throughout her life and what she's did and what she has done as a result. Yeah, Sanger um, became enmeshed in the ideals of Marxism, socialism, and feminism, uh, but a different kind of version of feminism, and her social circle would soon involve people like socialist Eugene Debs, a revolutionary activist and uh, anarchist, uh, Emma Goldman, playwright mm -hmm. Eugene O'Neill, and many other avant-garde intellectuals. She was someone who began to export this idea of population control 
Globally, mm -hmm. she was part of the Malthusian Society. The Malthusian Society is a population control society. This was before they termed birth control. Birth control was used more as a public relations change of terminology because the idea of population control was not setting well with certain segments of society. So Sanger came up with this idea of birth control. In 1914, Sanger published the magazine called Woman Rebel. And the slogan on the magazine is no gods and no masters. Uh, that really kind of shows her ideology. She wrote, quote, our ultimate objective is unlimited sexual gratification without the burden of unwanted children. And, you know, quote. she really lived that out. I mean, she was very sexually promiscuous. So it, she married twice for money, and those husbands' money helped facilitate all of this radical agenda that she was pushing, which eventually became Planned Parenthood. Well, with this idea of population control, it was rooted in Charles Darwin and the idea that evolution is the ultimate worldview. There is no God. And consequently, there is the ability of humans to better the human race mm -hmm. by like what you would do with a garden. You pull out the weeds of the garden so that the other plants can grow and they're not affected or strangled by the growth of other weeds in the garden. She considered that there were certain human weeds, as did Charles Darwin. Yeah, in fact, she was sexually involved with eugenist Havelock Ellis, whose mentor was Francis Galton, who coined the term eugenics and was the half-cousin of Charles Darwin. Yeah, he was related to Charles Darwin. Ellis, uh, influenced by Galton and Darwin, then mentors Sanger and helps her plot a strategy for her return to America. Now, why was she in Europe? She was in Europe because there was a law in, Flor in uh, the United States. There was a law that said that you could not push this contraceptive uh, idea that she was trying to push. So she went over to Europe and she got more involved in the eugenics movement, the Malthusian Society. And then she found that there were some chemical kinds of experimentation for contraception that was being developed in Europe. She tried to bring that back to the United States and she met with some of the resistance from the existing laws. Uh, but she ended up eventually being able to come back to the United States, challenging some of these laws, and her whole goal in life was to produce a better, purer human race. And in order to do that, you had to remove some of the weeds of humanity, which meant for her and Charles Darwin and people like her that there were certain races and ethnicities and kinds of people that might have, quote, low IQ or certain physical disabilities that needed to be eliminated from the human gene pool. Right. So since she, you know, rejected the God that her mother was trying to show her and embraced what her father believed, she became like that, but she wanted to become her own God. Yeah, she did. And so Sanger wrote in 1923 in the New York Times article, quote, birth control is not contraception thoughtlessly and indiscriminately practiced. It means the cultivation and release of the better racial elements in our society and the gradual suppression, elimination, and eventual extinction of defective stocks, those human weeds which threaten the blossoming of the finest flowers of American civilization. So birth control or population control was not for everybody. It was for those people 
that they wanted to eliminate those human weeds so that you could have a better racial gene pool. And so that was a widespread ideology. Historically, what they did was they would they would place these people in sanitariums so that they would be there until their post-childbearing age. That was going to be not very practical. Then they developed uh, sterilization. Then they developed contraception, the chemical, and then they brought in abortion, all designed to eliminate certain races. In fact, she launched what she called the, quote, Negro Project, and that's her words. And what she wanted to do is to eliminate certain parts of the African-American community because, in her view, those were part of the, quote, human weeds. And, you know, she used a lot of black pastors. She fooled them into thinking this was a good thing for their people and their congregation to promote that. Yeah, they, she certainly did. The amazing thing is some of these uh, black pastors actually were part of her mouthpiece that the result of what they were saying was the elimination of their own communities. And you see that today, Matt, with pa- Planned Parenthood, the, court, the, the current president is black. Well, and you have, <laughs> you know, these abortion clinics, where are they located? Majority, majority in black in and Hispanic neighborhoods. Black and Hispanic neighborhoods, yeah. because that's how they started, and that's how they still are. And, they're and the largest abortion clinic in the country is right there in Houston, Planned Parenthood, in the middle of a Hispanic and an African-American community. And then nearby, is there a public elementary school, public school, I should say. It's just tragic. I mean, now you have more than 65 million, if not more babies who have been killed and many women who have been harmed and killed because of her tragic legacy. If there's anything that needs to be canceled, it's this ideology. For more information, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash life. We are defending life across the nation. And today, in fact, I just presented oral argument at the Florida Supreme Court regarding this proposed abortion amendment. Continue to pray for that case. You can go to lc.org forward slash FL amendment for more information. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. Again, that phone number, 407-875-1776. Become an active partner of Liberty Council and make a difference in your community and across the nation.